Welcome back to another episode of the Anxious Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Don Bradley, at Don Bradley Hair over on Instagram, and I can't wait to dive into this week's podcast topic all about boundaries. Actually, the most listened to podcast episode of the Anxious Creative is all about boundaries, and I'm so excited to be chatting with you about the three must-have boundaries you need to have in your business. But first, I want to give you a quick little sneak preview of next week's episode all around how imposter syndrome shows up and how to combat it. So if you're unintentionally sabotaging your business, you're going to find out how to fix all that next week. So make sure you're subscribed and you don't miss out on that one because, oh my goodness, it's so good. Anyway, back to today's episode, why we're here, boundaries. We're going to chat about the three must-have boundaries to have in your business. And after listening to today's episode, you'll walk away with knowing how to set boundaries for your time, your pricing, and your energy and so, so much more. And P.S., if you haven't heard already, I've got something super exciting in the works and I am telling you first here. I am having a free five-day Build Your Business Bootcamp coming up in just a few weeks in January. It's five days, as I said, a bootcamp to help you attract clients that respect you, set healthy boundaries, get organized, and feel confident about your next price increase. Not to mention how to work less and make more with simple tactics. So I will be personally guiding you through all the good stuff. I want to make sure that you're in. So just click the link in the show notes and go over and join the free Facebook group. Don't be like me and say you'll do it later. Procrastinate planner over here because uh, you'll forget because you're like me. So go ahead and pause this, click the link and go request to join right now. It won't, I won't be opening up the group until mid-January, but this will ensure that you're in there when we start and you don't miss out because God knows that I will like, yeah, I want to do that thing. And then I hear about it when it's ended and you miss out on all the juicy deets to have your best year in 2022. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty of today's episode. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right, so on the most listened to podcast of the anxious creative, I talk about boundaries. And I think it's kind of because I start the episode off singing, maybe. I don't know if you've listened to it, but it's pretty good. So if you want to go listen to that one after this, but this is going to be so good because we're going over the three must have boundaries to have in your business. Now, the three of them, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. It's time, price, and energy boundary. These are so important to have. And here's the thing is we can't expect others to follow our boundaries if we don't communicate them and follow them ourselves. And that's a really, really basic thing, but actually the most overlooked thing when we talk about boundaries. And so let's dive in. And I'm going to go deeper into that, but let's dive in first to your time boundaries. I hear all the time service providers being like, oh, my clients expect me to work on my time off. They want me to stay late. They want me to squeeze them in. Do they actually know though? Are they just asking a question? Are you feeling obligated or have put some sort of expectation on yourself? Or do you just feel bad saying no? If you don't have good time boundaries in your business or your life, let's be honest, this applies everywhere. How can anyone respect it? Are you sticking to your schedule? Are you coming in on your days off and time off? 
How much time do you spend on your phone with clients? Ooh, that time boundary. Didn't even think about that one there for a second. Yes, how much time are you spending working that you don't really count as work? For the longest time, I only considered work the time with my clients, the time that I was at the salon with clients. And then I didn't track that time that I was, you know, fitting people in, emailing, making orders, stocking shelves. Um, what is your time boundary in your business for yourself, but also for your clients? And how are you going to communicate that? And that's the really important part of boundaries is if you don't learn how to communicate them well in a way that shows your client, you're not doing something to them or at them, but you're doing it for them in a way that they understand that you're not putting up a wall, but you're, this is so that you have a better relationship with them. It's going to be really tough. Now in the grand scheme of life, you don't, owe it to anyone to communicate your boundaries. You don't have to. But when we're talking about business boundaries, it's going to help your business in the long run. Because those clients that you think take advantage of you, or I can't believe they asked me to work late again, if you don't tell them that you don't work, if you don't tell them that that's not part of your schedule, how will they know? How will they know? <laughs> it makes me think of that like Instagram, uh, you know, Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. Um, but truly, like you think like, oh, like I need my, I, I'm coming from a hairstylist perspective. I need my hair done. Like, can you fit me in? It's like, oh, it looks like there's nothing available. Really not even for me. And although we say in our business, there's nothing available in our head that goes, no, like I'm fully booked. To them, they don't recognize that. So they'll be like, not even for me. And you go, oh, I guess I can do it at seven when you're done at seven. And to you, you're like, um, oh my gosh, they're like making me come in on my time off when they don't know that it's your time off. You're just saying, oh, I could do it at seven. And they're like, oh, she must have some time available. So you need to learn to communicate your time boundary. And that starts with honoring and respecting yourself and your own time. What are you going to do? And so one of my tricks that I did with my time, because I always looked at my work schedule and I saw where I was booked. And then when I wasn't booked, my time off or whatever was just empty. So I started doing this like reverse booking where my free time was booked and my working time was free. Does that make sense? And so if I stopped work at 7 p.m., I booked from 7 till midnight of that day. I, I booked it as and I put not free. And that way I knew that either it was time to go home and spend time with my dog um, go hang out with friends, rest and relax, that I didn't feel guilty because there was this weird guilt that I had around, well, I don't have anything. I'm just going home and thinking that I owed it. And that's because I didn't respect my own time and I didn't know how to communicate my time boundary with my clients. So learning that when you communicate, oh, unfortunately, there's nothing available. Oh, really? Not for me? Oh, and this is like the best way you can phrase it in the way that you'll, because really at the end of the day, if you can walk away proud of how you communicated it and feeling good about it, it's going to make it easier to move forward. So that whole, you're not doing something to them or at them, but you're doing it for them saying, oh my gosh, I really want to be able to, but I don't have any time available. And I wouldn't, if I tried to squeeze you in, you wouldn't get the quality of service you're used to getting from me. And that's not fair to you. So it breaks my heart. Know that I want to say yes. And that's a way to show them that like you want to say yes. If you struggle saying no to people saying, I want to say yes, but I know that I can't deliver what you're, what you're used to expecting from me. And that wouldn't be fair to you. And then you'd end up unhappy and paying for something that's not right. So I have to say no. And it really sucks. Um, so there's the time boundary. I know that's going to help you out a ton. Schedule your time off as time that is not free. Okay. On to numero due. <laughs> your due. That, that didn't work. I just stick to English, Don. I'm not even good at English. 
your price boundary. Now, this is kind of weird. It's like boundaries around pricing, huh? But how often are you giving out an emotional discount? Are you undercharging out of fear? Are you winging your prices or do you know how and where all your money's going? Do you know how your prices break down? Do you know why your prices are what they are? Do you know what percentage of each service goes to your bills, your overhead, your product? How much do you actually take home from each service? I want you to ask yourself that because a price boundary is really important. And what that means is respecting your prices yourself, understanding what goes into it. I mean, for the longest time in my business, I wanted to be self-employed because I loved the service I provided. I loved my clients and I wanted to be in control. Hmm, recovering control freak. And I just kind of was like, well, I'll keep the same prices that I had at the place I worked before. And then over time I was like, well, I guess I should probably raise my prices, but I had no system. And what, because I had no system, I didn't really know where my prices came from. Therefore, I was giving out emotional discounts. I would undercharge if things felt weird. Like if a client bought a lot of product from me and their price went a certain, um, to a certain number, I would start discounting the service price. Cause I'm like, oh, they, they're not going to want to spend that much. Right. And it's funny. I had this weird magical number and I want you to think about what the number is for you that anytime someone's service went on over $200, I started to feel uneasy. I felt, it felt uncomfortable. Even if they bought like 10 products from me, if it went over 200, I was like, they're not going to be okay with this. And I always thought they wouldn't be okay with this because I was uncomfortable with it, but I needed to stop thinking with other people's pockets and I needed to start knowing, okay, where are my, what are my boundaries around pricing? My boundary is I can't give out emotional discounts. I can't afford to, but I didn't know what my price boundaries were until I understood where my prices were coming from. How much money from this service was going towards paying my bills and how much was I actually taking home? I had no idea. Therefore, just from like a random example, if uh, serve, if an, if I made $100 in an hour, I remember feeling guilty about that. Cause like, oh my gosh, $100 in my pocket, holy cow, which is not the case. And I knew that logically, but my emotional part of my brain was saying, Don, you just banked $100 in your pocket for that hour of work. You guilty, sly, sleazy person. And when I started to break things down and go, okay, and I'm just using $100 because it makes math easy. Cause I was not making $100. I was not charging $100 hour at the time but my mental math game is not that strong. And when I started to realize, um, for example, and once again, I don't know these exact numbers, but like, oh, I'm not, I'm only taking home like $30 of that hundred because I'm spending my money left, right, and center. Oh, that's a write-off. That's a write-off. Oh, I can buy that for my business. Um, all my products, I was hoarding products. I was buying way too much color for stuff. Like I didn't realize that all my, I wasn't actually taking home as much money as I thought. And so when I realized, once again, these numbers are made up, but when I realized, oh, I'm charging a hundred, but only taking home 30, then that emotional discount of $20 makes a big difference, right? Oh, if I, if I charged a hundred dollars for something and I'm only taking home 30, but I'm emotionally discounting 20, then I'm only taking home $10. And so when you have a healthy price boundary, which starts with understanding, I totally just fell on my chair. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I was adjusting myself. But when you understand where your prices are coming from, then you can have a healthy price boundary because you're going to go, I can't, I can't afford to give out emotional discounts. And we often think that emotional discounts, and you can't see me right now, but I'm doing quotations, emotional discounts come from 
um, compassion. We're caring for these people, but it actually is fear-based. The emotion you're feeling is fear. What if this person is upset? What does this person expect uh, to pay less? What, like, it's all fear. It's not compassion, but we convince ourselves that it's compassion. So I want you to think, are you undercharging? Are you not raising your prices out of fear? Are you not raising your prices because you just don't even know, like all this number talk sounds so intimidating. I love what I do, but I've never been a numbers person. I want you to start, stop that narrative right now because the longer you say in your head, I'm not a numbers person. And even if that like, yeah, never good at math growing up, it doesn't matter. This is not hard stuff. This is stuff that I actually teach inside my program, Rock Your Business in a really simple, easy to understand way for us creatives, for us who quote unquote, aren't good at numbers. But I want you to stop saying I'm not good at numbers and turning a blind eye and start going, I'm a, I'm a responsible business owner. And I'm going to learn in a way that works for me. And that's why I have the programs and the education that I have, because I remember saying the exact same thing. I'm not a numbers person. I'm not going to get this. So I'm not even going to figure it out because it's too confusing. And I know I'll be frustrated and I know it'll end in tears. Right. And then I started to educate myself and find a way that worked for me and made me feel confident and comfortable. And then I went, oh, this isn't as scary and as numbery as I thought it was. And that's why I've made it even easier for you. I actually have a free mini course that you can watch in under 20 minutes that gives you a calculator that you just plug and play. You put numbers in and it spits out the numbers back for you so you can figure out exactly how much you should be charging. Um, That's fair to your clients and fair to you and gonna help you be more confident when you give your clients their price and not, and help you avoid the emotional discount. It also comes with conversation guides, templates, all everything you need to put your next price increase and it's completely free. So you can go to donbradley.com slash prices and go grab that for free. It's not going to be free forever. You definitely want to grab it under 20 minutes long, totally bingeable videos, everything you need. All right. On to boundary number three, your energy boundary. This isn't one that's talked about a lot, but are you protecting your energy? Which means are you taking on problem clients or are you taking on your client's problems? I want to say that again. Are you taking on problem clients? And also, are you taking on your client's problems? In the service industry, it's really hard. We are very empathetic people. We are people who care. Oftentimes we are in the service industry and in our jobs because we love caring for other people. We love being there for them. We love to be the person that we wished we would have had. Right. And so I want you to think about, I used to pride myself actually going on a tangent. I used to pride myself on taking on difficult clients. I can win them over. And it was like this challenge that I enjoyed and a pride thing of like, I can do this. It's all, you know, and like back in the day, I don't think I had the words for it, but I was like, I know how to communicate really well with people. I know how to win them over. And I would take on problem clients and then it would eventually just stress me out because not everyone can be won over. And I'm not going to be for everyone. Not everyone's going to like me. I can't win everyone over because I'm not a superhero, right? Um, And so I had to, I needed to recognize the red flags of when someone's not for me. Here's the thing. A red flag client doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person, that they're not meant for anyone. A red flag client could mean like your red flags are going to be different than someone else's red flags. And so I want you to think about what are the red flags for you. And as an anxious individual, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you're an anxious person because you're listening to this podcast. 
but you need to be careful of those people's energy that really puts you on edge. I do not perform my best when I'm anxious. When there is extra pressure on me, when I feel like I have to perform, I don't do as well. And so for me, it's like if someone is plant, you know, like I think of like a wedding party and I'm doing the bride's hair and then all of a sudden all the bridesmaids and the mom are like surrounded. I remember breaking out in a nervous sweat and then learning that I I could say, hey, you guys, you need to go sit down. Like I just don't do well under pressure. I need to feel like a calm environment. So if a client is, if I'm sensing that there's like a lot of pressure or they like, I want this exact hair, that's someone that I can't take on. I need to protect my energy. But on the flip side is, are you taking on your client's problems? A lot of the times we want to be there for people. We want to help them through the hard times. It's really such a beautiful thing that we get to do is um, be with people through all parts of their lives. And it's it's an honor. But sometimes what we do is we take on people's stuff. And so I remember having a client that I loved and adored, but after she would be in, I would feel exhausted. I would need to go like lie down like a zombie on the couch, like just pooped. And I was like, I love them, but why do they exhaust me? And I remember talking to someone about it and they're like, well, because they're probably, they're probably an extroverted person. You're an introverted person. And the exchange there is that they're fueling up, they're recharging off of you and you're getting depleted. And for the longest time, I was like, okay, well, I guess after I'm around people, I just need to like go recharge my batteries. And for me, recharging my batteries isn't like a dark room alone, watching Netflix or something. But I realized I also needed to protect my batteries from being drained. And so I want you to think about this is like if you're an introverted person or, you know, you're maybe extroverted, introverted or whatever you you think, like be careful that it's not just about allowing people to like take like drain you empty at the end of the day, but also protecting where your charge goes, if that makes sense. So um, I remember having to do this visualization where a dome would go over me and I kind of visualize it like sealing around the floor. So that that person that felt I felt that was draining me, I still wanted to listen and be there for them, but I wasn't going to let them feed off of it. Now I know this feels like woo woo wee and I wasn't super into it until I did it. And I was like, you know what? I'm all about like, I'll try it and I'll see if I can prove them wrong. Um, but there, and that was my toe. If you just heard that, my toe just snagged on my chair. I did not rip a fart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I needed to, I needed to do this visualization. And I remember no word of a lie. My client just like stopped talking. It's like the air was taken f- from her lungs and then she continued to talk, but like in a different way. And I realized, yeah, she all of a sudden no longer could draw her charge from me anymore but we still had a great appointment, but I didn't leave work that day completely exhausted. And so a lot of times I used to think that I was exhausted because I had a physical job. I was standing up all the time. I was talking to people, but I also didn't know how to protect my charge. So if you think of yourself as a battery, you don't, you need to protect your charge. You need to know when to turn it on, when to turn it off, and you can still be present and you can still be caring without allowing people to take your charge from you. So I hope that's helped you see boundaries in a different way. A lot of times there's a lot of talk about boundaries and it's all about um, like, don't let your clients take advantage of you. And you know, like all these people, they need to start respecting my boundaries better. But I want you to see this in a different frame of mind in a bit more compassion towards yourself and learning that first and foremost, you need to figure out what your boundaries are. 
And then you need to go into a place of learning how to honor them yourself. Because if you don't respect your boundaries first, no one else can. And what I mean by that is if you're like, I'm no longer going to do, I'm no longer texting with my clients, right? They're going to have to book through online or through email. But then the next time a client texts you, if you allow them, if you go, oh, I can't believe they're texting me, but I guess I booked them in. That was first you disrespecting your boundary. The way you move forward is going, hey, I want to remind you I'm not actually booking through text anymore. I'm so excited that you're booking though. Here's the link to the online booking. And that's you respecting yourself and your boundary and kindly guiding them to where they can go. And it takes your clients a while to catch on. They're not going to catch on the first time. So instead of being annoyed that they're like, keep doing the thing that you told them that you're no longer doing, like I'm not emotionally, I'm not giving out discounts anymore. I'm not working on my days off. Instead of like posting a passive aggressive Instagram story. I know we've talked about that a lot. I usually, I usually talk about, about that around, um, talking about people late canceling or no showing and then people being like, FYI, just a reminder when really they're hoping that like a certain person sees it. I don't want you to do that reminder. You have to book this way. I want you to gently and kindly and compassionately and honestly remind your clients, Hey, this is the way it goes. I'm no longer, Oh, I wish I could book you in, in that time. Unfortunately, I'm unavailable. Oh, I wish I could fit you in before that thing you have, but unfortunately I don't have the time. Oh my gosh. I wish I could give you that price, but unfortunately I have bills that I need to pay and it doesn't allow me any room to budge my pricing. So I want you to start asking yourself, how can I kindly compassionately and with empathy show my clients that these boundaries I'm putting in place are not to restrict them or push them away, but to actually give them a better experience, that it's going to allow you to show up and be more present and do your best work. All right. I'm super curious what you thought of this. Let me know your ahas. You can find me on Instagram at Don Bradley hair. Um, I really, really love hearing your feedback and knowing what you think about these episodes and what you've taken from them. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you're walking away with how you can set these boundaries to protect and preserve your time, business, and energy, and pricing. But I want to remind you that next week on the Anxious Creative Podcast, I'm going to talk about the imposter syndrome that shows up in five different ways. Yeah, because we all have imposter syndrome, and you're going to learn if you're impairing your business growth by letting doubt creep in. You do not want to miss this episode, so make sure you subscribe and you get notified because, like I said, we know that I forget these things all the time. So um, put, a, put a reminder and, and make sure you tune in to next week's episode. Thank you for listening all the way through. You freaking rock. And if you love this podcast and you enjoy this episode and you're getting value out of these episodes, I just want to ask a little favor. Make sure you're subscribed so you never you never miss any in the future. But also, if you have takeaways and ahas from any episode and you're a fan, I would love if you shared some nice words. Please leave a review so others can see how listening could help them too. And let's create this ripple effect in the service industry. Let's go stronger together. And if you didn't know, I go live on Instagram weekday mornings for my chats called Business Breakfast and Bedhead. It's where I connect with you personally. We have some laughs. We keep it real. And I probably answer a few of your business questions too. So I want to know that you, I want you to know that you're invited <coughs> and I'd love for you to join me there next time. So just follow me at Instagram at Don Bradley hair. The link is in the show notes. All right, friend, have a wicked week and we'll see you next week.